0: This is a huge time for the Sun Belt Conference cuz there's a lot of changes going on. Expansion has been going on like crazy in the AAC, the SEC, the Big 12, and the Sun Belt Conference was one of those that has added a lot of big names like Marshall, like Old Dominion. And then you you see everything that they're doing right now. It's huge but one of those dominoes decided to jump the line and make it official earlier this week and that is the James Madison University Dukes they announced that they are going to be joining the Sun Belt Conference earlier this week in 2022 instead of originally in 2023 and they'll be the first team in over a quarter century to move from the FCS to the FBS and play a full schedule next year that is crazy but honestly I love it I don't want to talk about those Dukes right now and I got a guest aboard the 103 seven the game hotline he covers the James Madison University Dukes for the daily news record and also hosts the purple and bold podcast that is Shane Metlin Shane how you doing man Good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, and I'm sure without a doubt there's a lot of excitement surrounding James Madison over there just the, just based off of everything that's been going on over the last few months, but especially this week with the announcement that they are going to be jumping over early. Whenever they made the announcement they were joining the Sun Belt, did you think that was going to be a distinct possibility? Yeah, I
1: think um, that was sort of the plan or the hope all along. Once they, uh, you know, made the move to go from FCS to FBS official and they were going to join the Sun Sundall. This goes back to, you know, early November. I think that was always the plan. There was just a lot of things to work out. And, you know, one of the main things was finding their final non-conference game to schedule because there's a minimum of five home FBS opponents you have to play to make this transition. And, Finding that game, kind of once they were able to get Middle Tennessee State on the schedule for their season opener, that really opened the door for being able to play the full Sunbelt schedule, which I think is what Keith Gill at the Sunbelt office and all the other Sunbelt teams and James Madison in particular wanted to happen all along. But there was, you know, just s- several things to work out before they could make an official announcement, which they did this week.
0: It, it was wild to see how quickly this thing has gone down. And you know, again, going back to what I was saying, the football program is basically saying, "Hey, we're going to go ahead and move and move in on this opportunity, and say and basically start in 2022 for the first time." A, as mentioned, a quarter century it hasn't been since a program's done this. I, I was definitely intrigued to see just that alone, seeing them get this thing put together. But how big is this for James Madison to make this jump from the FCS to the FBS?
1: I think it's it's huge in a lot of ways. I mean, you you look at Old Dominion, who made this jump a few years back and is going to be joining the Sun Belt eventually. JMU's uh, kind of been working in this uh, realignment process with ODU, another Virginia school, for the entire time. And I think one thing they got from working with ODU was that they felt like that first transition year was sort of like a lost year where they're playing a mix of FCS with a few FBS opponents and uh, they weren't involved in any kind of playoff or post-season thing, which you're still not going to be, but like at least you've got a lot of excitement about what your home schedule is going to look like next, next fall. Um, they're already getting a huge number of people calling about, Uh, season tickets or moving into a different part of the stadium or increasing their donations because they want to be at these football games, which is kind of the interest level. If you go back to these last few years at FCS, the interest level really didn't begin until the playoffs began because, you know, nobody was all that interested in seeing Rhode Island come to Bridgeport Stadium again for another blowout. Um, They're very excited about, you know, seeing teams like Louisiana, App State, especially. Uh, Marshall, ODU, these teams that are kind of regional to uh, JMU. They're they're really excited about getting those games on the schedule as soon as possible.
0: Talk right now with uh, Shane Metlin, a part of uh, he covers the James Madison Dukes. And just looking at the way it is, not just on the football front, but obviously the basketball front and everything in between, I think there's a lot of intrigue about how this team is going to look in the next, let's say, you know, Four to five years the way things are with the athletics program in the immediate in the long term future, like what do you think this is going to look like in the in the state of the union right now with James Madison making this jump to the Sun Belt conference?
1: I think um the fact that it was a good fit for a lot of their programs beyond football was a big part of the reason they looked for the sun Belt as opposed to maybe some of the other conferences that might have been available I mean you look um Bat and ball sports are extremely popular in the Shenandoah Valley, maybe maybe the most uh, baseball, softball-centric part region of Virginia right now. Um, even though Jamie's baseball team has been down a little bit, uh, they've got a potential top-five MLB draft pick on the roster this year, uh, Chase DeLotter. So there's a lot of interest there. The softball team's coming off a uh, College World Series run. So getting into a better conference for those sports, I think, in particular, is so- we're really looking forward to um you know i think uh, i think it's almost like an immediate rivalry on the softball front with uh JMU louisiana as much success as both of those programs have had uh through the years here the last you know 15 years or so um so i think they're really looking forward to that basketball um you know i'm not sure there's a huge difference right now between the colonial and sunbelt as far as the quality of the basketball play but i think the future is probably a little bit brighter for Sunbelt, especially as they're bringing in programs like Marshall and ODU that tend to spend money on basketball. They pay their coaches. They uh, pay for some facilities. I think that could uh, kind of you know raise the bar in the Sunbelt when it comes to you know some of the other sports.
0: And we kind of look at – you brought up the softball side of things, and you look at everything else that they're going to be adding in in the not-too-distant future in 2023 and onward. And you bring up James Madison, for the most part, the Sunbelt Conference in the bat and ball sports, has, in basketball as well, has been a largely one-bid league. But with the additions of programs like James Madison and Old Dominion, among others, how much does that change the look of the Sunbelt Conference to where potentially they could be, on a yearly basis a two bid, maybe even three bid, depending on how up the rest of the conference is. Could this change the the perception to where it's not necessarily always going to be you have to win the championship or you're not getting in the tournament?
1: I think that's a possibility. I think it's also it's a long term possibility. Nothing really changes, I don't think, next when it comes to, you know, men's and women's basketball for for one thing. Um, but JMU's got a very good history in women's basketball. So does OD- ODU. Um, that's going to be a very intense rivalry that's all of a sudden in this conference, uh, with a ton of history. You look at men's basketball, um, you know, JMU, ODU, Marshall are programs that have kind of had some limited success, but right now, investing in those programs, JMU's got a brand new arena. Uh, ODU has one of the nicest arenas in the country as well. And they're, those programs are paying their, um, coaches, you know, around a half million dollars or more. So the average salary for a basketball coach in the Sun Belt is going to go up here in the next uh, year or two. And you know, I I just kind of feel like if you got teams that are investing in basketball, it's a conference that I think everybody wants to compete in. So you you raise the bar a little bit and, you know, so maybe Five six years down the line, you see the increased investment across the conference, and that's when you start seeing maybe this is a two three beds league if uh, everybody continues to, you know, really just kind of make basketball among the priorities along with football and some of the other sports.
0: Talking now with Shane Metlin covers JMU and covers the Purple and and host of the Purple and Bold podcast. I mean, what's been the overall vibe, what you've seen from this fan base about James Madison and how much this is going to be a boon for everybody? I mean, it's going to make the East division very intriguing, especially in football with Coastal Carolina and App State being kind of the ones that have ruled the roost. Occasionally, Georgia Southerns made a case for it. But when you look at the East, it feels like that is going to be a very deep division next year.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think it's um, it'll be a, a challenging transition for JMU on the football field. I mean, I think their their fans got to get used to, um, you know, 10, 12 win seasons are not going to happen necessarily right away. But they're also in a place where they're making this transition because of COVID. They're not jumping right away from 63 to 85 scholarships. They've been over 70, around 75 scholarships here this year because of the COVID years because of the thing, uh, guys who have got an extra year. So that kind of um, makes this a different kind of transition than most programs have gone through when they move from s b s to SBS. Uh That's one of the main things I think that made them feel like, okay, we can make this jump year one to playing a full sunbed schedule. And like I've said before, just the fact they're going to get some of these home games against teams that are going to be intriguing um matchups. they they'll have you know, host an FBS program for the first time next uh, September. Um that, you know, it really just kinda has the fan base really fired up compared to where they've been playing in uh FCS where just a certain level of I don't know how to how to phrase it, but a certain level of um not boredom, but you know, getting to the point where we, we've been here done this for a while. We, we need a new kind of challenge here for our football program.
0: And I'd agree. I mean, it's just you need a new challenge after all these years of being in the FCS and being a a, parent, a blue blood, if you will. I mean, you look at what's happened with App State and Coastal Carolina, as we mentioned, I mean, Coastal Carolina headed into the Sunbelt Conference with a College World Series championship, for crying out loud, and then they headed into everything with a world of momentum. I'm sure James Madison is looking to be the same exact way. And lo- just looking at how this whole thing came about in the expansion conversations what was your overall thoughts on how much kind of the world the world of college sports has changed and especially in the world of covid how much did that kind of make you make this university say hey we're not making nearly enough in the FCS i think it's time to make that jump
1: Yeah i think it's been it's been a long process they seriously consider this you know you go back to 2012 2013 when there was a previous round of realignment they seriously considered making a jump at that point but what they ended up deciding to do was enhance their facilities build up their you know donor base a little bit more uh just really do some things to get ready so they could try to make this a little bit more successful from the get-go and you know some things kind of worked out in their favor like i said you know nobody is happy about covid but one of the side effects of that right now is their scholarship situation is going to be a little bit better, making the transition. Um, you know, they've had some time to build a new basketball arena to enhance their, you know, baseball, softball stadiums, their soccer stadium, things like that have gotten improved. They, they've you know continued to make additions to the football stadium. Um, all these things were you know done with making this move eventually in mind, and I don't think they necessarily knew the dominoes were going to fall in 2021 to 2022, but that's the way it ended up being, and they were more prepared for it this time around than if they had tried to make the jump in 2013.
0: Did they ever kind of consider anybody else to jump ship to other conferences? Would it would it have been Cuser, or was it always the Sun Belt?
1: You know, I think they probably at some point had a little bit of hope that with the facilities they were building, with the success they'd had, Geographical location, maybe the American would have been an option. The American though loses a lot of those teams that made it so um, appealing, and the Sun Belt able to kind of make themselves more regional with the additions of ODU and Marshall. Um, that made the, OD, the Sun Belt by far the most appealing league to look at. They, they had discussions with Conference USA um, here in the past year, but as that as everything worked out with teams leaving Conference USA, as everything. The Sun Belt eventually became by far the most appealing option for JMU in particular, just because of you know the, the number of schools that are kind of like that. I think they would consider their peers in this region. It includes Marshall, it includes App State, it includes ODU. Um, to get into a conference with those kinds of teams, it is it, really just kind of the perfect situation. And I don't know if it, it's almost a kismet that all came together the way it did because there wasn't necessarily a perfect conference for JMU for several years. And then the way everything else kind of worked out, the Sunbelt became that, you know, ideal landing spot.
0: Shane, thank you so much for coming on my man. You take it easy. Talk to you down the road. You have a good weekend.
1: All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. (laughs)